traveling much this week? It's good to see everybody. I'm glad y'all are here tonight. And um, pray it's been a good week for you. And it's getting dark outside and storms threatening outside, but we're inside. And um, and pray the Lord protect us. Uh, Brian said there might be red on the radar as well. So we'll just... It's pouring just over that way. Okay, it's, cut, it's headed this way. But um, God's the God of the storm, and that's great that we trust in Him. And... and um, this is a, a great message and song I thought we'd start off with tonight about, about coming to the Lord and um, come as we are. Come out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come broken hearted, let rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. So lay down your burdens. Lay down your shame. Isn't that good? All who are broken, lift up your face. Oh, wanderer, come home. You're not too far. So lay down your hurt and lay down your heart. Come as you are. There's hope for the hopeless and all who those who've strayed. Come sit at the table. Come rest to taste the grace. There's rest for the weary, a rest that endures. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can cure. I'm going to sing that again. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can cure. There's a lot of sorrows in this world, but I'm grateful for that wonderful promise, that hope that we have in heaven. So lay down your burdens and lay down your shame. All who are broken, lift up your face. Oh, wanderer, come home. You're not too far. So lay down your hurt and lay down your heart. Come as you are. Come as you are. Fall in his arms. Come as you are. There's joy for the morning, 
Oh, sinner, be still. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Yeah, I'm so thankful that when we go through trials and hardships and we have questions that we don't understand and maybe there's lack of faith in our life you know what what do we do when that happens and that's a good question to ask because we've all been there you know what do we do when when we fail or uh, we lack faith um, or you know when when the storms are coming or right in the middle of a storm and maybe we feel like that you know that we're not worthy maybe we feel like that you know based on our performance that um, we're not good enough and so as a result God's not going to hear or God's not going to bless and I think the answer to the question of what do we do is we just come to him as we are you know we don't try to clean ourselves up and we don't say you know as soon as I get this straightened out and that straightened out it's like organizing our home or organizing our basement you know We'll invite folks over when we organize this and get this where it needs to be. And, and then what happens? It never gets done, you know. And that's the, the, the reality is we, if we could do it ourselves, if we could, you know, rely on our own strength and, and get ourself uh, situated like we think we need to be, then why in the world would we need to trust God? And, um, you know, we can fool each other, but we can't fool God. And we come to Him. We come as we are, you know, when we're, we're, we're falling and we're broken. Um, we just the first step to you know to God's blessing and his grace and strength in our life is is to come to him and that's so easy to understand that's elementary you know even a child can understand that we got to go to him um, but yet oftentimes maybe we neglect to do that maybe the evil one has convinced us you know try harder just keep doing it yourself you know or maybe we're relying on our own strength and and instead of instead of just coming to God you know come to him just as you are and uh, I'm grateful that he receives us that way that he doesn't say just you know work harder and get to a certain point and then maybe I'll I'll listen to you we just come to him as we are and and he knows the real us anyway and so I'm I'm, I'm encouraged by that message tonight in song and and uh, that's what I want to focus on here tonight in Hebrews chapter 4 so if you'll turn there with me and uh, while you're turning there um, Valerie is with Megan. She had a uh, middle school scrimmage tonight, and they hope to be here at 7.30, she said. So um, I'm sure you're probably thinking, my Lord, after hearing you play the keyboard, we need Valerie here. You know, hopefully she won't, uh, she won't miss again. But, um, but anyway, uh, I do kind of feel incomplete tonight without her uh, here with me and, and by my side. But uh, I pray the storm. They'll make it through the storm okay as well. But uh, Megan sent me a text and said we won <laughs> so that's good um, but anyway uh, I wish that they wouldn't have all these Wednesdays you know schedules for games and we talked about that earlier Dana and it's getting more and more it used to not be that way uh, they started creeping it in and now it's getting more and more for whatever reason I don't I don't know but um, but anyway they're uh, they're trying to get here and um, you know there's a lot of hurt in this world and and I, I found out today um, about the uh, PE teacher and athletic director at the middle school. Also, he's the high school wrestling coach. Um, for about two weeks now, he's been battling COVID. And um, 
he a few days ago uh, had reached a level on that ventilator where they were just about to take him off and then he dropped off and then took a turn for the worst and now it's just he just needs our prayers and and so um, you know you think about that and, and you think about families that are that are struggling and hurting um, you know because of, of, of COVID or because of just life things in this world and and there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of sorrow in this world and and so you know just like we saying come as we are I pray that we would take our hurts and our sorrows and maybe even regrets and and despairs and that we would understand that we can take it to one who knows and we take it to one who who understands and we take it to one who will take it and put the pieces back together and we could never do that as hard as we want to we want to put the pieces together of our own puzzle but we can't even make sense of it but God's got a perspective a perfect perspective that we will never have that's why we need to go to him and trust in him so uh, I'm glad y'all were here tonight and those of you that are watching online I'm grateful that you're joining us and wherever we are tonight you know if we're if we're heartbroken or we're, we're dealing with sorrow and despair or confusion and we just seem so distant from God the good news is that he knows and he understands even if you can't explain it to him sometimes it's hard to put in words sometimes when we're overwhelmed but he understands and we can come to him and and we're going to see tonight here in Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verses 14 through 16, why we can come to God. And so uh, let's look at this tonight. This is our compassionate high priest. Who is our high priest? I mean, we think obviously Hebrews was written uh, to the Hebrew people. And, and uh, so a high priest was something that they knew all about. And, and so the author of Hebrews, which you know I, I believe uh, it, it could be the Apostle Paul, um, may not be but um, but anyway the the author of Hebrews talk is talking about the high priest and he's, he's compassionate um, and so when you're hurting and overwhelmed and you need you need God's grace and strength he's compassionate and he's available and and that's the encouraging word that I want to share with you tonight is that we go to a God who knows and understands and shows great compassion and when we go to him he will indeed do his work in our life that will give us peace and joy and grace and strength that we need to help. And that's what this verse tells us. So, you know, our high priest is one that goes uh, to God on behalf of the people. Uh, the high priest is the mediator, and that's exactly who the Lord Jesus Christ is. We can pray, and we really truly only can pray pray in Jesus' name. He's our, he's our great high priest, and he's our mediator to God. And that's good news. You know, I, I know that in this political correct a driven society that oh we got to be inclusive and you know when we pray we, we don't necessarily want to you know pray in Jesus name it might offend people and, and we can try to do all that all we want to but the reality is is if you don't pray in Jesus name you don't pray uh, how, how else how else can we get to God if it weren't for Jesus because he's the only way now I know there's different religions and different beliefs and, and all of that um, but the reality is the Word of God teaches us that we have a great high priest and let's look at this tonight not only a, a high priest but a compassionate high priest so um, the author of Hebrews beginning in verse 14 says seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens Jesus the son of God let us hold fast our profession so I'll, I'll stop right there I mean verse 14 begins by making it very clear who our great high priest is this great high priest defeated death, hell, and the grave. I mean, they, they crucified him to a cross. And he died and was placed in a 
borrowed tomb for three days. But praise God, he arose victoriously. And right here we see that. Um, you know, we know that the Bible talks about how uh, the devil is the prince of the air. And so Jesus went right through uh, the devil's backyard, if you will, and, and, and passed and went all the way up through the heavens. The first heavens that we can see, you know, where the birds fly and all that. The second heavens, uh, the, the constellation and stars and, and even beyond that we can't see. And then there's the third heaven, which is the abode of God. And Jesus passed through the heavens. Uh, the Son of God defeated death, hell, and the grave so that you and I could know the Lord and have a relationship with God so that we could pray. And this is the only way right here. Jesus, our great high priest, he passed through the heavens, the Son of God. And so because of that, we need to hold fast our confession. What is our confession tonight? When you see that, hold fast our confession. If somebody were to ask you, what is your confession of faith? What would you say? Right. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We, we trust Him. That's right. He's our, that's our confession. Um, I, I went to a, a church not too long ago, and every service they recite the Apostles' Creed. And I thought that's really good. I've actually thought about maybe at some point in our service, maybe we just need to recite the Apostles' Creed, which reminds us what we believe. Reminds us that, that we believe in Jesus, the, the, the Son of God, virgin-born, came. And uh, we believe His blood atonement and that He came and died in our place for our sins. Uh, we believe that He arose again in victory. And we believe that He's coming again. And we believe the Holy Scriptures. We believe the Word of God is inerrant, infallible, and inspired. We believe these things. And, and uh, it's important to always uh, hold fast our confession. You know, what's my confession? My, my confession is that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And He's passed through the heavens. You show me a God that, that other uh, people or other religions believe in. And I'll show you one that hasn't passed through the heavens. <laughs> that hasn't defeated and, and, and given victory to His followers like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, so you know, we established that tonight. And, and, and so think about that. If we're overwhelmed and we're sorrowful and we have despair and uh, in this day of, of heartache and, and, and hurt and, and, and all the, the things in this world that, that, that makes us heartbroken, we believe in one who's passed through the heavens and, and one who, as we continue on, is our great high priest. Look at verse uh, 15 here, Hebrews 4:15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Notice this but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Every word is important. Uh, we, we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Now, what does that mean? We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our, uh, with our weaknesses. Why is that important? He walked this earth, and we think about life's not fair, and a lot of times it's not. Uh, maybe, maybe you've been the recipient of injustices, and uh, maybe at work or uh, in society or just whatever. And, and you think about that, and, and it's like, why does this always happen to me? And, and it may be that, that, uh, that you've really had it. You, you've experienced such injustices, and, and you've experienced maybe more than others that life's not fair, and you don't understand. Why is it that nobody else seems to be? You know, that's our perspective. But then when you think about our great high priest, 
and the injustices that he endured. Jesus, the sinless Son of God, came to this world, and he died in our place. He was totally innocent. That's the greatest injustice of all time, was when God himself, the sinless Son of God, went to the cross, and they treated him the way they treated him. They mocked him, and they beat him, and, and they did all of that to him, and he never stopped it. And he endured it all the way to death. Philippians uh, chapter 2, I believe it is, uh, verses 9 and 10 talks about how, uh, how he endured even death on the cross for you and me. And, and he was you know, so undeserving of that. And so we think about life's not fair. Or we think about you know, the things that we endure and things that don't make sense and things we don't understand and the hardships and the trials in life. We, we think about all of that. And, and then, then we need to think about our great high priest. And so when I go to him, and I begin to explain about something at work that happened or something you know, at home or in the community that happened, I'm talking to one <laughs> that was totally innocent and went to the cross and treated like a common criminal. And there he was, God Almighty, naked on the cross for you and me. We need to remember that. Does he understand injustices? Oh, yeah. And that's just an example. All that we go through, all that we endure, he knows. You know, we don't pray to inform him about anything. He knows. He knows all about you. He knows what you're going through. He knows your hardships, and he knows your suffering, and he, he understands it all. Does anybody ever understand suffering like Jesus? After all that he endured, not only physically, but spiritually, all that he endured uh, with what he did for us. And so um, we have a great high priest, or we don't have a great high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, and I love the last phrase, yet without sin. That's who we trust in. We trust and believe in the perfect Son of God, our great high priest. You know, um, had he failed, then he really, I mean, you think about it. Somebody that, it's like somebody that's, like I've never played football, okay? So let's just say that I'm an assistant coach in football, and the guy comes off the sideline and says, Man, I can't go anymore. And I'm saying, you get out there. And he's like, you don't know what I'm talking about. And he would be right. But then you take somebody like Dennis, who played high school, went on to play at Furman, and uh, he's on the sideline, and he's telling them, you got to get this, and you got to do that, and you got to keep going and pressing on. and all. You don't know what I'm going through. Oh, yes, I know exactly what you're going through, because he's been there. And, and it, it makes it such a powerful thing. Uh, you think about a, a friend that has been down the road that you're going through. You know, whatever, whatever hardship, divorce or loss of job or job change or whatever it is, or, or maybe, maybe a crisis, maybe, maybe, maybe you lost your mom or dad or, or something. Um, man, it's powerful when somebody that's been down that road will come alongside of you and say, I know, and, and God helped me through it, and he's going to help you through it. You know, that's a powerful thing because they've walked that road. Well, Jesus walked the road, and he knows. He knows precisely what we're going through and he sympathizes with us he knows with our weaknesses he was tempted like we are but yet without sin so because of all of this notice what we've established so far uh, that's why verse 16 says therefore you know you've always you've probably heard this before if you see the word therefore then you need to go and see why it's therefore which means you know that it points you back to previous verses to help get it in the context of what it's talking about so to understand verse 16, you've got to understand verse 14 and 15. 
You can't say, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need if we don't understand that we do that through our great high priest who's passed through the heavens, the Lord Jesus, who is in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin, who perfectly sympathizes with our weaknesses. You see how that changes everything? But Because if I look at verse 16, I, I take from that, without 14 and 15, man, I'll just go boldly to God and I'll just tell God everything and this and that and... And we totally miss it. We, we need to connect the previous verses to it. Are we, are we prone to take it out of context? So because of the great high priest, the Lord Jesus, who sympathizes with us and was tempted like we are, yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. What does boldly mean? When you see that word boldly, That's exactly what it is. Sometimes you think boldly like arrogant. Like, I'm going to go to God and I'm going to command this and demand that. And I deserve, you know, to be heard. And um, I'm entitled. Uh, God needs to hear what I have to say. And I'm somebody. And in matter of fact, God's lucky to have me, you know. And maybe that's, no, that's not what boldly means. Uh, boldly means don't hold back. You just tell him everything. You think, well, there's some things you can't tell God. Oh, really? <laughs> like he doesn't know anyway? Um, you know, some people say, well, it's not, I know I shouldn't question the Lord. Why not? Sure. You have questions? Go ahead. Why did this happen, Lord? I don't understand that. I don't understand. Now, we can't dwell on that. At some point, you know, we have to move on to faith and say, even though, like, like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. If you would, if it's your will for me to endure this, if what I'm enduring is of no making of my own, if, um, if I'm not, you know, just suffering the consequences of poor choices, um, and it's just your will, Lord, for me to go through what I'm going through, then I trust you. It's okay to question, but we do have to move beyond that. We question and we share, that's being honest, because he sympathizes with our weaknesses and he knows what we're going through. Talk to him and tell him. Be honest with God. Tell him. And um, that's being boldly. We don't hold back. You know, we, and even if we're angry, it's okay. God can take it. Believe me, He can take it. Um, we don't stay you know, angry at God. I, just think about Job. That's what I love about the Bible. It, it gives you, it doesn't gloss it over. You know, Job was one who we know in chapter 1 was a just man. He was a, he was a God-fearing man. He shunned evil. And that's not what, you know, what Moses or somebody said about Job. That's what God said about him. So that's who Job was. God knew who Job was. But then when, when Job lost it all, because God allowed that to happen, God permitted it, then um, Job began to ask God and, and, and ask questions. And, and God just heard what he had to say. And then finally God spoke, and we hear that thunderstorm outside, and we hear the, the lightning, and, or we hear the thunder, and, and see the flash of lightning. And it reminds us where God tells Job, can you hold a... Basically, can you hold a lightning bolt in your hand and direct where it goes? And it's almost as if Job was quiet. After, it's like, I got nothing else to say. <laughs> you see, we need our arms are not big enough to box with God. It's okay to be honest with God, but we've got to realize He's God. We've got to surrender to Him. How do we do that? Through prayer, coming boldly to the throne of grace, being honest with God, pouring our heart out to God. And then notice what happens. We do that, 
What does it say happens when we go to the throne of grace boldly? The last part of verse 16. Oh, man, that's a beautiful, beautiful words. Mercy and grace. That we may obtain grace to help in our time of need. So think about this. We go to our great high priest in prayer, the Lord Jesus. He sympathizes. He gives compassion. He gives mercy. And we find help in our time of need. Listen, we can't find that help in anything else in this world. Where else can we go to find the mercy and grace to help? like we find when we go to the very one who is compassionate and who sympathizes with us and knows precisely what we're going through. It's frustrating when I can't put in words and when I can't explain to a friend and they don't understand because they've not been down that road. But our Savior knows everything. He understands. And so the greatest thing we can do is go to Him and do it with boldness. Don't hold back. Matter of fact, if we're going to hold back, we'd be better off not even go to him. Because God deals with, you know, with sincere hearts. And he knows our hearts. And so don't hold back. Let's, let's go to him. And maybe, you know, maybe you're, you, you know, you're going through some hardships right now. There's, there's some suffering and difficulties that you're enduring. And, uh, man, the chaos in this world and, and, uh, and the way that COVID is spreading again. And, and you never know what a day's going to hold. And... And, and all of this, um, we, we just, you know, we need the Lord. We need to call on Him. And He's the one and the only one that will be compassionate and will, will be able to sympathize with us and give us grace and give us strength to help in our time of need. There's nowhere else we can go to find what God can do for us. So I encourage you to, uh, to remember what, uh, what Hebrews 4 14 through 16 tells us about our great high priest and you know how's our how's our prayer life tonight you know do we do we call on the lord uh, are, are we are we you know sharing our hearts with god pouring our hearts out to the lord because if we do if we'll if we'll do that then we will find grace and we'll find strength and he'll sympathize with us and he knows and, and he'll give us that strength that we need to, to see us through. And it's always in his timing. You know, First Peter talked about, you know, that we humble ourselves under the mighty or the strong arm of God, that in due season he'll lift us up. Due season means God's timing. It might just be God's will for us to remain in that difficult spot, in, in those, those, uh, those hardships. It might be God's will. And the reason is he's, he's wanting to, increase our faith or he's wanting to equip us we know that from James chapter 1 but uh, this is one of my favorite portions of scripture here tonight to remind us about prayer and how we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens listen we're on the winning side we have victory through uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through our great high priest and he's able to identify with us in all points nothing left out I love how the author of Hebrews points that out all points tempted as we are yet without there's nothing left out you might say well I'm a special case no nothing's left out in all points he's 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 able to identify with us because he he walked this world as well so don't neglect your your time in prayer and you'll find that grace and you'll find that strength to help in time of need any any thoughts about this tonight
I see Jane Bradford's watching, and I think she's at the beach. <laughs> so that's, that's great. Glad y'all are joining in. And, of course, Mom and Dad um, are, are, are joining um, as well. And uh, Faye Kelly, I'm sure Don as well, Tanya Whitaker. Glad that y'all are watching tonight, and uh, we welcome y'all with us tonight. And if you have any prayer requests, go ahead and comment. We'll, we'll see those. We'll add those to our, to our prayer list tonight. But any thoughts about this tonight? Great High Priest. pray that that he'll continue to be honest with the Lord and I know that if he'll do that God will help him and give him grace and strength through it that's that's really that's something and we, we you know we hear stories and hardships and crisis and tragedies that happen and uh, we, you know we can't there's no way to explain it we don't understand it and I think, I think it is important to be honest with God, and um, and then let that, you know, being sincere with the Lord, He understands. And uh, and I think there are, I think it is true. We've all heard that there's an element of, of healing in time, you know, and I, and I, I know that's true. Uh, there's just some things though that that it's just hard to. That, that you can't ever get over, you know. Um, what are some things that, that you never get up, get over, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, you don't you don't just flip a switch and, you know, you forget it and it's it's over with. You've you've moved past it. What are some things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. I've heard people say many times at receiving friends standing in the line at, at uh, mortuaries and, and I, or even here at the church you know we have sometimes to do receiving friends here and I'll hear people say um, it'll get better it'll get better Why, how does it get better well you stay close to the Lord and you just keep praying and, uh, and just be honest with God and, and that will give you know the word of God tells us here that we'll find when we come boldly to the throne of grace don't hold back that we will find grace and we'll find mercy and help from the Lord and that's a promise I'm, I'm so thankful
but God moved you through that, I guess. Yeah. Amen. Well, I mean, I, I think about Eric Bowman and their family. I was I was with them at the emergency room when they got word that that their little first grade uh, daughter had died. She had been in an accident riding her scooter and was coming down the hill and, and just in front of a car and and um, just very very tragic. So, uh, you know, I, I remember, remember hearing them asking questions: Why? Why is God doing this to me? Why is God punishing me? And you know, during those times, it's not the time to correct people. You know, they don't need a sermon; they need a friend. They need somebody there to be there, even if you don't say a word. Just be there and hold them, or pray. You know, just just be there for them. And, and um, but uh, absolutely, and he'll. He's used that. St- I remember people got saved at Emma's uh, funeral, and um, and so, you know, God God has used that, and He wrote a book about that. And um, you know, I think about Ethan Brown, who was a youth in my youth group, and uh, he he um, he died recently, 28 years old, died of neurofibromatosis, and um, and he was a fighter, and he kept, he kept pressing on, and he wrote a book. And it's amazing how once he finished his book, it's like God said, "Your time is done." And uh, and I've I've got so many cherished memories of, of EB. I think it might have been today that popped up on my memories. They had a 5K uh, run for the fighter right down here, and it was to raise money for neurofibromatosis. And and uh, and Ethan started the race. They had the walker. He could stand up and walk. And he went, and then he went a little ways, and then everybody else went. Ethan told me for a little while I was ahead of you. <laughs> I said, "Yes, you were," uh, but um, but you know you think about that. Why? You just you, there's no answers for that. I don't know why. You know, um, he only lived to be 28 years old, but um, but in his 28 years, he sure did use that to reach people. And how did he come to that? For, instead of getting bitter, and, and, and he did have his struggles and he had his battles. Sure, he wanted a girlfriend, and he wanted a family, and he wanted to co- go to college and all this stuff that he saw his people his age doing. He, and he, he struggled with that, no doubt about it. But he found grace and mercy in time of need to help, and God was his refuge, and God was his strength. And time and time again, you can think about how God is faithful. And, uh, and so I just got an email today. We ordered 100 of, of EB's books, and we're going to give them to every football player at the high school and not this Friday but next Friday our church is going to be uh, providing the pregame meal and, um, and I'm, going, I'm going to be sharing EB's story and then giving them a book and you know, letting those boys see this is a former Liberty alumnus number 65 Ethan Brown and I remember his senior year um, the doctor said let him play you know let him and so they did, and there were times that they would let him go in, you know, and, and things. But by that time, his balance was already off and, and, uh, and everything. But um, I was at practice, and they, were, they always ran sprints at the end of practice. And, and he was always last. He was always the last one, and he was always the slowest. And he couldn't run a straight line, but he never quit, and he kept on. And, uh, and I get that picture a lot of times, you know, when I think about pressing on in Jesus' name. I can see E.B. 
he's not going to get special privileges. Ethan, you don't have to run this. I'm going to run it. And he was last, and, and they, all, they all waited on him, but he, he couldn't run a straight line. But the coach told me, he said, Mark, if all these boys had the heart that he had, he said, we'd be a lot stronger team. And, that's, and that was true. But, but I've, seen, I've seen God give EB grace and strength to help in his time of need. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm so thankful that, you know, that we'll be able to give those boys a, a copy of his book. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's easy reading, but I pray that God will use that. He's, 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 he's gone on to glory now, but his story is still going, going on. And I pray that God will use that. And um, I'm so excited about being able to share that with them. He shares the gospel in that book. and, and uh, So, uh, The Fight of My Life is the name of the book. And if you can go on Amazon and do a search, and it'll come up by Ethan Brown. But, uh, but if there's ever anybody that I saw this verse in their life, this passage of Scripture, it was, it was Ethan. And I'm just telling you, we serve a real God. We have real problems, real hardships, but we have a real God. And He knows and He understands. And there's nobody else, no place else we can go to find grace and mercy to help in our time of need like going to God, you know, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I encourage you to claim this passage of Scripture, trusting in Jesus. And, uh, so uh, let's look at our prayer request uh, tonight. Uh, if you'll please remember um, uh, Kevin McLean. He's in the hospital. He's in ICU. I understand that, you know, with COVID, I understand he's getting better each day, and uh, I'm thankful for that, but just continue to pray for Kevin. Um, also, as I already shared, uh, Coach Day, uh, Nathan Day, goes by Nate. Uh, Coach Day is is in ICU right now with COVID, and, and um, so we just pray for him. Pray that God would touch him. God would heal him and help him pray for his wife and his family as well and also for uh, for those those students they love him at the middle school and those wrestlers love him and um, so we just pray pray that God will touch him bring healing and that he'll have he'll recover from this and, and uh, so remember him in prayer uh, also Jesse Smith um, let me look on here and see um, I don't see any other prayer request online right now but uh, remember Jesse Smith this is Vicky's mom continue to remember her she's been having a tough time and and uh, also um, how, how's Patty Gwynn have you been able to talk with her Dana any? yeah okay we'll continue to remember Patty now, she's taking treatments right now, too? Or? Radiation, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, also, um, remember, we have a kids' ministry meeting after church. We just This is informal. This is just going to be brief. It's just a meeting to, you know, just kind of just kind of share some, some ideas and, you know, maybe how we can reach out to, to kids and invite them to, come to church and um, I thought about you know maybe I think about Lakewood Heights you know um, or Green Forest where I live uh, think about neighborhoods where where we live and 
I think that's a great tool right there, not just to invite kids, but invite folks to church and find out, you know, if they go to church, let them know that they're invited. And, and certainly uh, we do have buses if we have any, anyone that would be available. Um, you know, I, I would love if parents would commit to bringing their kids. There's just something about that. If you run the bus and pick them up, you, you know, it's great, and, and we'd love to have the kids, and we'll do that. Um, but I'm just praying about this. I'm, I, you know, I just want to hear some feedback from others. And, and uh, I talked with Doug, and we talked about maybe the possibility of uh, maybe this fall having some kind of a like a one-day VBS on a Saturday and, and have something on the calendar and then just go out and encourage our church family to invite kids and, and let's just have a one-day you know, event. And you know, if we need to find out who, the, who we can pick up on bus or, or whatever it is. Um, but... Um, but I, I just pray that maybe God will use that. And if not, you know, he, he certainly will bless our efforts. And that's what we're, that's what we're praying for. And um, so, um, so we'll have that meeting after church Sunday. So I just remind uh, us about that. Let's be in prayer for that. And, and also, um, I was talking with the area pastors this week. And, and we were kind of, we wanted to go forward with the area revival. But it just seemed like. You know, having an area combined revival is, is a little bit different than having an individual church gathering. Um, when you have an area meeting and you have multiple churches gathering together, you're bringing more people in and you're doing that for four consecutive nights. And it just seemed like right now is just not the best time to do that. And so, um, so we decided today to, to cancel our area revival with Tom Tucker. And I called Tom today and talked with Tom and he said, look, brother, he said, I, that's where we are right now. He said, I'm expecting, you know, to get more calls. And, uh, and so, um, so just be in prayer for Tom as well as an evangelist. You know, it's when things like this, like last year, he, he, had, he had a lot of open dates. And, and, uh, and he, he is looking, and, and I think he's doing some interim pastor, pastor at work right now. And he said, just pray that maybe some interim pastor, pastor at work will come open. So we'll pray for Tom in that. And, and, uh, but he, he says, I love y'all, and I uh, love your church, and love the area, and we'll have Tom come again. Um, but, uh, but we just, with this area revival, we just felt like that it was best to do that. So, so we're, we've canceled that. And, of course, we've already shared with you that we've, we've canceled our men's night, and uh, we're looking to have maybe a Low Country Bowl coming up on a Saturday, and maybe sometime in October. Or September, we'll look at the calendar and, and we'll get word out about that. But just wanted to share that with you. And and also, uh, how's things in Mississippi, Elaine? Not good. Okay. Now, they, have they shut schools down? I know at one time they still shut them down. Okay.
Okay. All right. Okay. Is it really? We pray for your loved ones there, and of course, we it's spreading here as well. And I talked with Chad Campbell, who's a pastor at Mount Pisgah, and he said, "Mark, he said it seems like every 45 minutes I get a text. Somebody else has got it, you know." And um, and so, you know, we're thinking about our Sunday school right now. Um, we're going to keep having our Sunday school, and we may change that. If we do change it, we'll get word out um, about that. And uh, you know, we just encourage people if you don't feel well, especially if you got symptoms running a fever and, and coughing and, and uh, lost your sense of taste or smell, those kind of things, please stay home, you know. And uh, maybe there are those of you watching right now online that just aren't comfortable coming to church, and we understand that. We want you here, and we know you want to be here, but, but we just, you know, we, we, can't, we can't risk, you know, having people get out that's not feeling well. And, and uh, so that's, that's one thing. And then, of course, you know, uh, Social distancing and uh, and quarantine, if quarantine, quarantining. If you are with someone, and the I think the CDC says if you're within three feet for 15 minutes or something like that, uh, quarantine for for two weeks. But you know we just have to take those measures, and 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 we really our church has has been so good to to accept personal responsibility. I can remember uh, there there have been multiple members of our church tell me, Pastor, I'm sorry I missed Sunday, but I wasn't feeling well. Three or four days later, they got COVID. So if they would have came, then we could have had an outbreak, you know. And uh, someone told me their church was having praise team practice, and somebody came running a fever. And they sent them home, you know. And so that's just not, we, we can't do that. You know, we have to think of others. And wearing a mask, we encourage that, social distancing. Um, we had one Sunday of fellowship time. And, and that was nice, but we, we're not going to do that for a while. We'll bump, we'll wave at each other or whatever, but bump elbows or whatever. But those are the kind of things that, you know, that we need to be responsible about and, uh, and remember that. But, um, but anyway, um, so we won't have the area revival. And I wanted to remind you about that. Any, any requests tonight? Any? I did get a... Uh, So they're doing some other scans and tests. Uh, Elaine says she has a cyst on her kidney. You got the results back. So let's pray for Elaine uh, during this time as they do those tests and scans and things like that. Pray for good news. And pray for God to touch. Any others tonight? What was the name again? Nicole. All right. Let's pray for Nicole. She is battling COVID as well. Uh, Judy King has asked us to pray for Timmy Carver. His cancer has spread to his stomach and liver, and he'll be getting a port and, and also much stronger chemo. And so let's remember uh, Timmy Carver 
and then also uh, she asked us to pray for her or pray for his mom which is her cousin Shelby I'm sorry Shirley Carver so Timmy and Shirley Carver if you'll add those to our prayer list we'll pray for them tonight alright any other any other requests tonight probably use the school district we'll probably follow them when it comes to Sunday school so you know 240 was the latest number uh, Dennis was sharing and uh, 40 faculty that's, that's tested positive for COVID in our school district we continue to pray for our school district for Dr. Merck and the school board and as they make these tough decisions and, and uh, pray for our community as well and, and of course pray for our church family that um, that will um, it will be safe. God will put a hedge protection about us and also our community as well. I got to hang out with our preschoolers a little bit today and, and enjoyed that. They were down there on the playground. And that new, I don't know what you call it, it's, it's like a, it's like the old merry-go-round, but they sit on it, you know, and just push and pull. And them, them kids are flying around that thing and the smiles and, and, and everything. And, and, you know, around 1130, if, you haven't, if you're kind of down, just come by and just watch those kids on that playground. It'll, it'll lift your spirits. But... Um, but I, you know, so far we don't have any cases or anything like that with our preschoolers, and and, um, and so we just pray for our our church family, pray for our community uh, through this time, and and we, you know, we understand God's in control, and and He permits things, and maybe we don't understand it, but He's in control, and we just trust the sovereign King of Glory uh, through this time. Any others tonight? Amen. Great. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. It's always good. Get good results. Get that negative COVID test. Amen. Yeah. I saw that. Cindy Lewis is watching as well. I hope she'll let her parents know we said hello. And, of course, we pray for them and, and our shut-ins. Uh, remember uh, Mary Carty and Frank Cole. want to remember them tonight. Sheila Galbraith, Patsy Morris. Continue to remember Patsy. She's had a tough time. We mentioned Jesse Smith. Also, Ruth Traber. want to remember her. And, uh, and when I think about Miss Traber, I think about that bridge at Ingalls. And I saw where they're thinking mid-September. Maybe that thing will be done. I won't have to take the rant, have to go around, but um, just remember Miss Traber and, uh, of course, those in, that are in the uh, facilities as well. Uh, Evelyn Beeson, uh, 100, be 101 in, in December. Joe Hunter, Joe's been in the hospital and uh, continue to pray for Joe. And, and then EJ, Molly Washington, and, and Gene Watson as well. I want to remember all these tonight as we pray. And so let's join our hearts together tonight as we pray. We'll be back in Ezekiel Sunday morning looking at dealing with crisis and turning to the Lord. And when we turn to the Lord, 
in Christ is this is what we need to do right here in Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Come boldly to the throne of grace, you know, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight and we thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. And Lord, we don't call on your name because we need to tell you about things to inform you of anything. We know that you're in control and there's nothing you don't know. You're omniscient. And we know, Lord, there's nowhere that you're not. You're omnipresent. And we know, Lord, that you're all sovereign. And so we look to you, and even though we can't comprehend in these bodies of flesh how awesome and mighty and powerful you are, Lord, we just stand in awe of you, and we call on you, and we praise you for who you are, and we thank you, Lord, that you are sympathetic with us, and you know what we're going through. And so I ask for your help, Lord. Uh, those that are hurting, those that might be watching online, those that are here that have things going on in their life, and, and maybe things only you and them know about, Lord, I pray that that, that, Lord, that they will experience you proving yourself faithful over and over and over again. Help us, Lord. Thank you for your grace and strength, Lord, that will give us the help that we need. And, and I pray, Lord, for all these names that were mentioned on our, our prayer list tonight. Um, we just ask, Lord, that, that you'll be with Coach Day. We pray that you'll touch him and heal him. Lord, I pray the doctors will just be amazed and just talk about how they've never seen somebody turn, make such a turnaround. And we'll give you praise and glory for that. I pray for his wife as well. And, and uh, we, we pray for Elaine, Lord, uh, with these scans and tests that will be coming up. I pray you'll touch and bring healing and pray for your mercy. And uh, pray for Jesse Smith as well. And pray for Timmy and Shirley, uh, Shirley Carver tonight also. And, uh, and Lord, for, for all these requests, Lord, we just ask, God, that you'll be merciful. We pray, Lord, for our church, God, that you'll put a hedge protection about us and keep us all safe, dear Lord, as we're uh, around this COVID outbreak. And, and, Lord, I pray that you'll be merciful. And we pray for this coming Sunday, Lord, that we will turn to you in time of crisis. You are available, and you can help like none other. And I pray that you'll encourage us with that, Lord Jesus. I pray for our kids' ministry meeting that we have Sunday, Lord, that you'll prepare hearts and and, Lord, that Sunday will be a start of something great, Lord, that, that maybe we'll reach out into communities. And, and, God, that you'll use us for your glory. And, and so I just pray for each one that's here, those that's watching online, that you will bless them. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And I sure am looking forward to Sunday. Hundreds, about 400, well, 600 years, yeah.